Hello, welcome back to Courtney Watches Movies, the podcast in which I, the titular Courtney, review, analyze, and most likely overthink movies and the filmmakers who bring them to life. I'm glad you are here. How are you this fine day? I hope you are stupendous. Yes, I hope you are stupendous. How do you like that one? I Today we're going to be talking about Confess Fletch. You have to get the right like pronunciation on that, don't you? Because it's Confess, comma, Fletch. I was like, Confess Fletch. I know you can't see me, but imagine me doing like a sassy head flip. You know, like I'm being very accusatory. Anyway, after becoming the prime suspect in multiple murders, Fletch strives to prove his innocence while simultaneously searching for his fiance's stolen art collection. And yes, if you're wondering, I do think it is physically impossible for me to not say murder. Murder. Hold on. Murder. There we go. Directed by Greg Motola and starring... John Hamm, Marsha Gay Harden, Lorenza Iza. Let me think who else? Kyle McLaughlin, Lucy Punch, John Slattery, Annie Momola. We got a whole crew in this movie. So this is like, okay, I have not seen the original Fletch movies starring Chevy Chase. And I'm feeling like p- perhaps I should, right? To kind of get a feel for the character. But it is a. I don't know if you'd call it a remake or a reboot. Probably a reboot of Chevy Chase's pretty famous character, Fletch. I didn't know a lot about this movie. I kind of just saw it on a whim, to be honest, because I didn't see a lot of chatter about it. So I thought, well, I should be the I should go check it out. And it's a pretty it's a pretty straightforward thing, right? Fletch is, he's a former investigative journalist, I guess. And he falls in love with a girl in Italy. Her dad disappears. His paintings are, his art collection is stolen, meaning her dad's. And she basically implores Fletch to find the paintings and her dad. And, you know, kind of my classic phrase, hijinks ensue. <laughs> he ends up, he ends up in Boston where the luxury apartment that his girl, his girlfriend has acquired for him to rent for his stay. The first night he gets there, there is a dead girl in the ba- in the lower level of this apartment and so immediately he gets thrown in as a murder suspect for this girl on top of his search for the art collection and his girlfriend's father. So there's a few different threads going on here. I I, I don't know how much of this depends on if you've seen the original Fletch movies because I think the the idea behind the character is he's kind of condescending and flippant, which, is that not Chevy Chase just playing himself? That is my question. 
But listen, Chevy Chase has has done some great stuff in this life. I I don't know if I laugh harder at anything than I do at Three Amigos. So I'm not judging, but I'm just saying condescending and flippant sounds like Chevy Chase as a person. But unfortunately, I was feeling like that didn't translate very well to this movie. I was just not super invested in the characters, which is odd to me because I think I've always found John Hamm to be very charming and and extremely attractive, which might be part of the problem too. He's a little bit more classically, not that Chevy Chase is unattractive, he's really not, especially in his day, you know what I mean? But he's more classically handsome than Chevy Chase, and there's something about when somebody is too good looking, they you have to toe a line, right? If you're going to be a jerk and a butthole, it almost comes across, this is going to sound crazy, but it almost comes across better from somebody who's a little more basic looking because you're like, okay, well, you can have your jerkness, you know? Like, you, you've got problems. But when somebody who looks like a Disney prince comes out and acts like this, you're kind of like, okay, calm down, Sparky. This is not... You have everything. Relax. You don't need to be this way. So that could be part of the problem. But I am surprised because I felt... Well, we're just getting into this right now, aren't we? What I didn't like. I did feel like John Hamm wasn't really elevating the material. Now, the story itself is really not that engaging. And to be honest, the, the, the mystery, if you want to call it that, is a little bit convoluted and it's just not, it doesn't really hold your, at least it didn't hold my attention, right? I only speak for myself. I got to remember that, but it didn't hold my attention super well. I was a little bit lost and didn't care enough to become unlost or found, I guess I should say. And I, I was very surprised that I didn't find John Hamm more compelling. The I was surprised I didn't find Marsha Gay Harden more compelling. Normally, she does a really good job with her roles, and I, I think I'm I'm a little bit taken aback that the cast that this movie had didn't come across better. Kyle McLaughlin, are you kidding me? He's normal. He can be so fun normally. And he plays like a germaphobic art dealer, I guess. And it's just, you don't really laugh at all. I don't know. The only person who I think absolutely kills it. And there's this one scene that was pretty funny was between, I, I think you say her name, Annie Mamola. Uh, it's the lady from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, but she plays the neighbor of the gentleman who owns the apartment that Fletch is renting. And she invites Fletch into her house to talk about the neighbor. You know, this is part of the mystery, right? Well, where is this neighbor that owns this house? So, yeah, now that I think about it, there's probably like four mysteries going on at once, swirling. But she invites... Fletch into her crazy messy house with her zany dog that's just 
ludicrous and it's so it's so slapstick and ridiculous and I actually did enjoy that part she she did a good job with the time she was given and she and John Hamm had good chemistry in that way but in general I'm pretty neutral on this it's not like I I'm going oh my gosh what a horrible waste of two hours but at the same time for me it just something was not clicking I, you know, I was sitting there and I kept thinking, <sighs> it's like when you're at a center point and you're supposed to go one direction, but you go off by a degree, but then you keep walking. And after you've walked a mile, you're off however many degrees. And it's like you... You'd think it was small, but then when you get to the end of it, it was quite big, and it just felt like there was a lot lacking, and I feel really bad because I don't, I don't want to think that, you know what I mean? I, I want to support smaller movies, and like I said, I like the creative team involved in this, so it it's not, it doesn't cause me happiness to be able to say unfortunately this really wasn't it for me um there there are elements of it that are i mean they they have a few chuckles you know but in general yeah the story just unfortunately wasn't compelling and at the end of the day that's kind of what i have to look at i I understand that getting this made was a labor of love, and actually many people over the years have attempted to reboot the Fletch character. I had no idea Kevin Smith tried to do it. It's It's been kind of in, what what is the term they use in Hollywood? Production hell or something like that. So it's been in production hell, and I, I feel bad because I'm sure that this was such a labor of love for all involved, but for ultimately, unfortunately, for me, it just didn't connect. And that's, I don't mean anything ill of any anybody involved. I really wish I liked it and I did not hate it. I, I'm just very, very neutral. And I don't think, for me in the way I look at the world, I don't think neutrality is good in terms of any kind of art or creative piece. I'm much I feel better if I really like something or really, really dislike it, like last week with Pinocchio. You know, I have very strong feelings about that. And ultimately, I just don't have strong feelings about this. So accordingly, I'm going to do, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, just straight up down the middle, because story's not for me. The performances, I did not elevate the story. I didn't connect with it. But... I I give them a lot of credit because they work really hard. Sorry, I have a little bit of an issue right there. Sorry. I give them a lot of credit because they worked really hard to get this made. And I did like a lot of the set design. So I think you can tell I'm a little bit grasping at straws. But that is the truth. I liked looking at it. And part of that is just because a lot of the locations are in very ritzy areas in Boston, which is 
basically the complete opposite of how I live in my life. I, I'm nowhere near the East Coast old money thing. So I enjoy the novelty of that. I was trying to find the right word. The novelty of that. So I did enjoy that. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be watching this one again. Oh, man. Oh, I feel bad. I just think, John Hamm, you can do better. Come on. You and your jawline. Come on, buddy. You can do it. Also, I don't know. Okay, you'll have to tell, let me know if this was part of the original character. But he kept taking his shoes off and saying things to the effect of, Hey, hands get to be free. Why can't feet be free? And this really upsets me just personally. I do not like feet. I don't want to see feet. So let me know if that was part of the original Fletch character because that's not going to work out for me. I, no, that's not for me. But yeah, so 5 out of 10. Sorry, confess Fletch. It's in theaters now. And I believe it is also streaming on Paramount. I, th I think that's the streaming service. But you guys have probably figured out by now. My thing is, we gotta go see movies in theaters. If they're gonna keep, if you're interested in Confess Fletch, which I don't know why you would be after this, but any movie, you gotta go support it in theaters. You got, they gotta sell tickets. My worst nightmare, well, not my worst nightmare, but one of my nightmares is at the end of the day, the only movies in theaters are Marvel and remakes. So we want to avoid that. But yeah, five out of ten. That's all I got. Um, in terms of order of business, I, like I said in my last episode, I am reading The Wrong Family by Taryn Fisher, and today's jam has been, I've decided to marry you from the stage show, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. So there. All right, you guys ready for another round of soundboard roulette? We'll see what happens. That's very flattering. I don't think I've ever made a crowd laugh like that in my life, but thank you. You have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. See you at the movies.